This week on a very special episode of Drinking Issues. Ladies and gentlemen, presenting the newest comic duo, Davis, a dabbler in many disciplines with a voice that can soothe and persuade. Mike, a fanatical specialist with a mouth like a bullhorn, fueled by strong opinions and a compulsion to share them with microphones and comics in hand. They are Jacks of Trades. Hey everybody, welcome to Drinking Issues. I'm Mike. And I'm Davis. Today we are continuing our arc of champions from Marvel Now. Uh, we're talking about champions number two, which I have dubbed the champions go camping. It, it is a great, uh, it, yeah, it's it's like I want to eat s'mores, but I know that's very like counterproductive to holding comic books. Yeah, you don't want to ruin the paper quality. No, not at all, not at all. The, the grease gets on there and chocolate stains. Yep. So anyway, let's dive right into it. So the first opening panel is all of the champions sitting around a campfire, uh, which is setting up this entire issue. Now, the the issue is all of them getting this really good buddy-buddy moment and learning about each other on how they're going to be these new champions. So since this is drinking issues, uh, we are, we've picked some appropriate alcohols to go with this uh, episode itself. So Mike, what do you have this week? Okay. So today I have uh, Starless, which is a Schwartz beer by Wiseacre out of Memphis, Tennessee. Uh, there is a lovely kind of rural scene at night on the can. It's a black lager. I felt that that tied very well into this evening, nighttime camping vibe to it. Uh, and it's very, very tasty. I'm pretty happy with this choice. Davis, what did you bring today? Well, I was going to note on yours. It oh, is on. called Starless, yes. in which we're not dealing with any of the main stars that have been with any of these things to begin with. Good we're, point. We're dealing Good with point. like an offshoot, offshoot Hulk, offshoot Cyclops, who's really, we'll delve into that Everybody's later. an offshoot. offshoot. But uh, so th- this idea was directly stolen from uh, Mike himself. Uh, he just didn't want to uh, have to deal with it. I didn't, I didn't want to do it. I don't want to drink it. Since we're dealing with a bunch of teenagers out in the woods hanging out, what do teenagers in the woods go out and drink? Good old-fashioned 40-ounce. So I've got a uh, 40 of OE800 uh, in the brand-new all-plastic shatterproof bottle. It says shatterproof right on the label so you know. On, and plus, it's, it's great. Legitimate. Now I can, I, I can take it on the go with me. I can drink a little bit of it now. Keep it frozen or cold because if it gets warm, it tastes disgusting. So, uh, it's good. It's good. A little bit of a little, little bit of old English. And for in those here. of you who don't live in New Orleans, uh, we can drink this on the street because it's not plastic. It's wonderful. it is plastic. Sorry, it's not glass. It's absolutely wonderful. Okay, so like we said in this issue, the champions go camping. So we open with this fireside scene of all the people, all the the heroes with their shish kebabs. And uh, as stupid as this is, I, I laughed when I saw it. Uh, Amadeus Hulk has his comically sized shish kebab. What's on it, Davis? Uh, there appears to be some onions on it. There's a full pineapple. That's what it looks like to me. Rack of ribs, uh, some steaks, and Jesus, I had no idea 40s tasted this bad since the last <laughs> time I had one. Yeah, so I, I haven't had one of these since a really bad Martin Luther King day. Yes, it's completely coincidental. Don't, I was about don't, to say, I, was just, like, I don't, don't want to touch that with a 10-foot pole. 
But yeah, it looks like everyone, um, uh, everyone's just, you know, it's a good old-fashioned weenie roast. So the point of this is Kamala has brought everybody to the woods as a team-building exercise to let them kind of get to know each other, to learn each other's powers, um, to kind of get used to each other, but also to build some sick combo moves. Right. Which is a direct quote. Oh, absolutely. Sick, sick combo moves. Very much like the uh, like the, the speed ball in the X-Men universe or the... Mm-hmm. Um, uh... Fastball. Fastball. Speedball is a character. Speedball is a character. Fa- yeah. And it's also whenever you do bad uppers and downers, but that's a, that's yeah, a different Yeah, don't, don't mix the two. That's, don't mix the two, guys. Not at all. Not at all. So uh, we open with a, uh, a power exposition. Uh, Kamala starts first showing her cool stretching, growing, morphing, mm-hmm. you know, shape-changing abilities. Uh, Miles shows off his invisibility. Uh, but gets revealed when Kamala says, I don't care how invisible you are, I can still smell your bean farts. <laughs> Fart jokes, uh, as he, always. Yeah, he, he shows his spider sting and, every, and you know, all of his all of his powers. Mm-hmm. Um, Sam leads off with the fact that his alien helmet gives him all his powers. I had no idea. All the Novas, yeah. everything, yeah. Oh, Novas, everything came from their helmet. Everything's in the helmet. Really? Everything's in the helmet. Yeah. That's okay. Mm-hmm. All right. So, so Amadeus. So he's basically, yeah. he's basically a human. Oh, yeah, absolutely. But with this crazy space helmet. But the thing about his helmet is his father has programmed in Sam's DNA. So nobody else can use the helmet. Okay. If you take it off of him, he has no powers. But it's all in the helmet. He can't do anything without the helmet, but nobody can do anything with the helmet. Ah, okay. Yeah. So knowing it's the helmet, Amadeus takes the helmet immediately and tees him, kind of. Yeah, because he's a dick. Yeah, yeah. Hulk really is a dick in this one, but we're, uh, we're going to get back into that. Right, right, right. So right. Uh, once uh, Sam gets his helmet back, he kind of shows off his Nova powers by telekinetically floating Hulk, grabbing him and shoving him underwater to show off his ability to breathe in non-oxygenated environments, mm-hmm. uh, and then flying him out of the lake at rapid speeds to show his ability to, you know, fly, propel. Super strength. He's the human rocket. So... Uh, it's now, uh, well, if, if, excuse me, he also shows off the, uh, what he says is a very important ability, and I, I agree with him, is his helmet's ability to translate any language. Mm-hmm. So he asks Viv to speak a foreign language, and she immediately picks Skrull, which is an interesting choice. Right. Um, to which he immediately starts conversing with her. And goes, wait a minute, you can you can speak Skrull? And she's like, well, I kind of can access all of the knowledge that humanity has because I'm linked to the internet. Right. You know. she, she is Google Translate and one thing. Yeah. So uh, I really like it. It's kind of like this whole like, oh, wait, you, we can we can have our own secret language. <laughs> but it, it, it's kind of it's a little romantic for a moment. Like they kind of have this, this little connection for a second. Well, exactly. Well, that's the whole thing. It's like, oh, wait, it's like, hey, I heard you like Mudkips. I like Mudkips, too. We're going with that reference, Davis? Well, yeah, it's, it's Mudkips. So everyone's showing off their powers. Yeah, um, Hulk's being a dick. So yeah, uh, that's just it's like what? What well, do you have? Well, one one cool thing is Hulk leads with his intelligence, which I think is, is is fun. That that's his most arrogant quality. He's like, well, I'm super smart. First of all, yeah, I'm I'm the eighth most uh, intelligent being on the planet. Go on, AMA. Yeah. To which Kamala's like, well, how high can you jump? And so he proceeds to just jump. Now, that's what I love. He jumps, and we don't see him for, like, four more pages. 
Well, that, that was the best part is that that's Kamala's way of getting him to leave. He's like, hey, he's kind of being extra aggro. I think the term she uses, the smell of testosterone and body spray. Yes, very much. Has now left the room. I, I definitely think there would be a uh, a Hulk axe at this point in, at this universe. Just axe. like Hulk. It's like, it's like, what does it smell like? Bean farts and sweat. <laughs> but... Uh, after that, we get to find out all of Vision or Viv's Viv Vision's um, uh, crazy, well, everything that she does. Yeah. Uh, you know, being mo- uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Intangible. Is that the word I'm looking gonna, for? I was gonna say density alteration. Okay. Because she's not, she's not removing her matter. She is just moving the matter of her body around the object she's trying to go through. Right. So she's on just, a molecular level. Yeah, she's just making her molecules. And her atoms be able to spread apart around whatever object she's trying to transmute through. Um, she also is showing uh, her flight. And then she's like, yeah, and I also have internal servers. Yeah, she's got built-in Wi-Fi. Yeah, to which Kamala's like, wait, what's the Wi-Fi password? And then everybody immediately jumps on their iPhones. I mean, d- d- did you read the password? Oh, the, yeah, the password is, is hilarious. Even an Android can cry. Just a little telling. It's a little it's, telling I mean, and they don't address it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, hey, you know, angsty teenage girl and all that good stuff. Yeah, very stuff. true. She is an android, but she's also an angsty teenage girl. Uh, but everybody jumps on their, their their electronic device immediately, which at first I thought was kind of a cheesy joke on millennials until I sat down and paid attention to how often I jump on my electronic device. Anytime there's a lull in any immediate activity, i.e., Greg and Desi currently in the room looking at their phones. Yep. It, it's, it, it's, it's a reflex at this point. A, we all do it. It's okay. I'm looking at your phone right now because... um. You want to tell the fans what you did, Davis? Yep. So, <clears throat> so uh, the local comic book shop has, pla- has paper bags that someone in the kindness of their own heart goes and rubber stamps every single one of them. So they all just have this big black square logo in them. Um, so I went and as today's, I was gathering up my supplies, uh, the beer and uh, comic book that I was supposed to bring. I had one job. I had one job because Mike already bagged and boarded up his, ver- his copy of Champions. Yes, because I want to preserve how valuable this comic is going to be. It's the first issue that all of these characters sat around a campfire, so of course it's going to be worth a million dollars. Well, it's number years. two. I mean, the numbers one through five are going to be worth something that's going to be a whole series at that point. But anyway, um, <laughs> so I grabbed a bag, and I happened to not pick the one with Champions number two in it. Uh, instead, it's the bag with Marvel Tsum Tsum number three uh, that I got from my girlfriend that I have. she has not picked up yet. So it's yeah, uh, Davis offered to to, re, to address this one in the issue, uh, the episode this this month. Um, I graciously declined. Yep. It's um, uh, my my big question is how many issues, like how many single issues, do you have in Crescent City Comics paperbacks? Uh, Are there just thirty laying around your room at all? Oh times? no 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 no! About about once a month, I make sure to uh, bag and board everything. So I'm not because you know that's four bags worth at that point in time. So uh, uh, four bags, benefit of the doubt, it's like maybe twelve issues. Just in any given time, just out floating randomly. Well, they're in the bags, and they're, and they're all in but one individually. They're in one location. They're in one location. Yeah, but not labeled clearly enough for you to actually bring them to the recording. 
Yeah, and I only have to bring, I only have to have one issue clearly labeled for an entire month. I know. And you still and can't I do it. at it. I know, Mike, I get it. I understand. Do you realize how much shaming I've been doing to myself this, since noon? This is, is exactly, almost five o'clock. This is exactly why Kamala is harping so strongly on team building exercises yeah. because you're not being a team player right now, well, Davis. Well, tell you what, whenever you want to go have a trust fall and you feel like I can catch you, we'll get right to work on that. But until then, let me be in my own goddamn shame spiral, okay? Now, please, put your thumb on your phone so I can read the Marvel app on your phone so I can have this thing going. And we can continue with this goddamn podcast. Are you ready? So, Kamala suggests that they try some team-building exercises. The guys immediately hesitate, to which she addresses that female spoil sport stereotype, which I really thought was a cool point of this issue. And she's like, look, no, 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 no. You're not going to all of a sudden dive onto that stereotype of, oh, the woman is ruining everybody's fun. No, no, we're not, we're not doing that. The whole point of the team-building exercises is to have a cohesive group that it has the ability and the wherewithal to help people and to have cool, fun adventures. And sick combos. Yes, sick combos. The, the whole point is to have this cool team. She's like, look, don't you want to be adults. a cool team? We can't just jump in and be a cool team. We have to be a, a well-oiled machine. And she gives this great speech, and everybody's like, you know, you're really good at these speeches. You should be a Captain America. And she's like, I can't be Captain America. And they're like, why? We already have two. That could totally be a third. Yeah. Which which is kind of kind of a little tongue-in-cheek reference to the current Marvel Universe of like, yeah, we already have two. We yeah, have and, a and, bunch of Hulks. We have a bunch of Thors. We have a bunch of everything. Yeah, and there's Screw literally... It, more. And there's a somewhat Captain America proxy whose name is America. Well, to be fair, in the U.S. Avengers, we have a Captain America from the future who is Luke Cage and Jessica Jones' daughter. There's a lot of Americas running around the Marvel Universe right now. So, they jump into these team-building exercises. They start with the standard trust fall. That's trust fall. Yeah, which I don't have trust yet, so I'm not falling, dude. That's cool. I don't have fall yet, so I don't trust you. That's fair. Okay. They so, jump in, and Hulk still hasn't popped back to the ground. No, no, he's no, still, no. He's he's still a, in, after all after speeches and everything jump. else. Hulk is still just kind of you know soaring through the air. Yeah, they jump into like a uh, like a I don't want to say ask me anything because it's a very Reddit term, but it's kind of like truth or dare without the dare. It's just like hey, ask me a question and I have to answer it. And Sam kind of uses this opportunity to try to sneak a kiss out of Viv. Which which doesn't exactly work because Kamala immediately steps in and is like, hey, let's tell ghost stories. Like, Viv, you don't have to if you don't want to. Yeah, yeah. And then it, they have this very... Well, it jumps into this microaggression conversation. Well, well, I, I'm, I'm just saying, it's like, why? It's a simple inquiry. Yeah, because Viv's like, what do you mean by that? And she's like, what are you talking about? Hmm, I don't know. A semi-tangible conscious being? Seems kind of like me, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. It's, it gets very John Hughesian right now. Yeah, That's it, what I love about it, especially because like they go into it's like you can pass. I don't want to pass. As a matter of fact, hold on, just robot voice. As a matter of fact, I've never had my first kiss. <laughs> yeah, she she's really trying to assimilate with the rest of them because she's vision has kind of removed her very far from from the rest of the humans. I guess right. Kind of, she, she's she's very conscious of her 
robotic android-ish nature uh, android-esque i guess i don't know how to describe uh, it uh androidian and androgenin and, no androidian androidian yeah there's an i not a y if that's not copyrighted i i'm i'm, I'm her androidian trademark trademarking yeah i'm trademarking that right now so so she and sam right sam's the current the, this novel we're sam doing alexander sam alexander hamilton um no no not hamilton just Sam Alexander? Yes, just Alexander. What about... Two first names. What about Alexander Shamilton? Why? Why Why do you have to do this? Because that's, that's what you pay me for. I don't pay you. Hey, then you get what you pay for. Yeah. So, Viv and Sam go in for this... Looks like they're going in for a kiss. They are. They're going in for like... Just because Sam was like, So, Viv, you ever kissed anyone before? Hey, hey, I like pink skin. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know what Sam's deal is on this one. Just, All right, listen. Just wants to kiss a real doll. Like, I mean, I'm, I'm just saying, if if Scarlet Witch and you know Vision can get involved with all these shenanigans for a while, people can get over the pink skin. Uh, yeah, okay, I, I'm not trying to make it a race issue. It's just, it, it's, it's more about the being Sir, it's, an it's, Android it's, it's, issue. It's not a race issue. This is totally a skin okay, color fine, issue. Fine. If Krillin can mate with an android, Sam Alexander can mate with an android if he wants to. Do I guess it's a synthoid? Okay, listen, I'm not going to delve into that because I actually watched the other night the Hitler episode of Dragon Ball Z before it happened over here. Oh, that was an interesting one. Oh, yeah, some dude's been yeah. live streaming on Facebook for a yeah, while. It's yeah. quite lovely. Quite, quite lovely. Okay, so anyway, Kamala, to smooth over that moment, suggests ghost stories, which turns into that microaggression conversation, um, which then, all of a sudden, the Hulk lands. Shows back. And... Scott Summers jumps out of the, the darkness, out of the trees, and immediately hits him with, with his laser vision beam. Right. Now, w- question, red flag, red flag. Yes. Where the hell is, where the hell is Cyborg, or not Cyborg, where the hell is Cyclops coming out of this one? Yeah, we're now dealing with a young Scott Summers who's become unstuck in time. Yeah, it's, from t- the it's previous, teenage Scott Summers. The previous battle world time warp. Frozen. Timey wimey, timey timey wimey, windy bendy. Yeah, shenanigans. You happening. don't need to know why or how he's here. You just need to know that a teenage Scott Summers is here, and the adult Scott Summers is currently dead. And they're D-E-D. telling his story through dead the uh, the the Inhumans vs X Men. But anyway, for right now, yeah. Jumps out, shoots Hulk. Sam Nova steps in and. Hits him, knocks his visor off, and Scott's immediately like, oh, no, my glasses. Like, it's a very Velma kind of moment. This this just reminds me of, uh, did you ever watch the episode of Johnny Bravo where they had the um uh, pa- they had Scooby-Doo on there? Oh, yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. It's like, Velma's like, my glasses, my glasses, I can't see without my glasses. And Johnny goes, my glasses, my glasses, I can't be seen without my glasses. <laughs> But yeah, knocks his glasses off and he ends up stopping everybody like, hey, find my glasses. I'm not here to, uh, you know, I'm not a a threat immediately. So Scott convinces everybody, look, I thought you guys were being attacked by the Hulk or at the very least a Hulk-sized creature. To which Amadeus gets in his face very arrogantly and says, look at my size. You're tiny. What are you going to do to me? And Scott blasts him in the face immediately. See, at least he doesn't go, you are puny. Because it's like, all right, come yeah. on, chill. Puny like, banner. Get, 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 a, get, a new, get a new adjective but, here. But Amadeus gets mad, and, he's, and everybody kind of pulls him back. Because Scott's like, look, I already apologized. You got in my face. I don't like bullies. Which I, I think is, everybody kind of agrees with him. Like, look, you kind of were a good dick. message for today's youth. Don't put yeah. up with bullies. Instead, yeah. just don't, shoot them with Don't your instigate. 
Don't start no shit. There won't be no shit. Thank you, Lil John. It's it's very simple. It's it's very simple in this one. Hey, Mike. Want some forty? No, not even a little bit. Okay. You can keep that to your ugh. So, Scott asks to join the team. He he says it's a way to atone for his past. He doesn't know what past, quote unquote. Right. His future self's past. He doesn't know what. <gasps> the absolute. Yeah. He, yeah. All right. So so yes, Mike. Exactly. It's like. So we're dealing with this time paradox. Goes like, listen, I know. Sc- Sorry, hold on. <clears throat> listen, I know. <clears throat> listen, all right. I understand. Listen, I understand that my previous self, whenever he grew up, he became Cyclops and he was bad. I get that, but like, I'm really trying to do my best right now. And there's there, <laughs> the original Scott didn't have to deal with texting or or. So that's that. Uh, yeah, exactly. So and, ver- this whole time travel thing is the most stereotypical comic book bullshit. It's what that just. <laughs> it's what helps reset everything. It's great. Greg, like Elsa from Frozen. Let it go. Let, let it, it go. go. It's just it, it's something you're gonna have to deal with. Like this is just how it works. Um, so the team decides to powwow and discuss if they're gonna bring Scott in. Now everybody's really against him because the adult Scott Summers apparently did something terrible, which we still don't know in the Marvel Universe. Right. Like, I, I am currently reading uh, at the point in time of this being recorded, uh, we are currently at the issue number three of Death of X, which is going to listen to four, which is coming out later this week, which goes to the Inhumans versus X-Men, which finally goes into Annihilation. Do we have any idea? No! no not Annihilation, Resurrection. Resurrection, my bad. Yeah, Annihilation was a Nova story. But my, my bad, my yeah, bad. No, but no, we still have no idea what uh, Scott did, except for possibly... Um, and it wasn't even him. It was yeah. Emma Frost so recruited we, we, Magneto. We have nothing, nothing at all that we know. Aside from him just being malicious, no, nothing at all. Okay. So anyway, the team starts deliberating. They're trying to figure out what they're going to do. And Viv, when asked, she goes, "Look, he stepped in to protect people he didn't know from a threat eight times his own size." And I just just going with this whole concept of him being like, oh, this is from this is him from the past and what. And it's like, wait, didn't we just fight a civil war about judging people upon the things they might or might not do? Exactly. Yeah. It, it's it's not this guy. This guy didn't do it. A future Scott Summers did it. Right. Not this past Scott Summers. So it, it it's very civil war tied in, which is you know a very minority report, if you will, which is you know you can't commit a crime before you commit it. Kind of thing. So they're basically right. like, look, he he sacrificed of himself for people he didn't know for a threat much larger than him. He's worth a shot on the team. Yeah. So he's immediately added. And they gave him a hot dog. Yeah, jumped to everybody back at the campfire. They're all having a great time. And um, so Scott asks about, you know, mission profiles. Switch Kamala's like, well, I've been making a list. And Miles feigns shock. Mm-hmm. Which I feel like is Davis dealing with me. Like, well, I have notes. Mike, really? Really? Oh, man. Like, you filled up an entire just yellow steno pad? No, not at all. Yeah, I, I, I really, I like Kamala in this. I understand the over, the over, uh, I guess, I guess, I guess I'm trying to think of the Preparedness? word. Preparedness? Yeah, preparedness sounds good. Um, So, yeah. Kamala basically says, look, I want to make sure the missions we take on will do the most good. 
You know, we're not just doing glory missions. We're not just doing fun missions. We're not just doing fancy, flashy missions. We're doing the missions that will do the most good for the most people. Well, it's time for us to go to Germany and fight Hitler and the Hydras. This is not a Captain America tale. Exactly. It's not. It's not them going there being heroes. It's them going there doing good. Fair point. You know, there's a, there's an off, there's a law building in Lafayette where I used to live in the kind of getaway part of town. And it just had on the front of the building, do right and fear no man. I like that. Me too. It's an interesting. Yeah. For, for a ghetto law building. <laughs> hey, so. that's, that's all I got, actually. So anyway, the, uh, the team is, is still sitting on the fire and they both go, wait a minute. Where's Amadeus and Viv? Right, like where, where, where? And they walk out in the woods, and what do they find, Davis? They find just old-fashioned Viv, Cho, still in Hulk form. Yeah, I thought that was weird. Still I, in Hulk weird. form is making out with Viv in the woods. So we've officially gone, like, I can't articulate words right now, but this is officially gone from being superheroes, superheroes getting together to. Next time on The O.C. Yeah, but to be fair, you put a bunch of hormone-fueled teenagers in the woods, and what do they do? They drink 40s and they make out. Yeah, with a robot that can't get pregnant. Well, to be fair, if Hulk gets too excited and starts squishing Viv, she can go intangible. Nobody else can go intangible. Right, exactly. I di- but again, I did find it weird if we're, that if he we're, was if still we're be in delving Hulk into form. Teenagers, He's still in Hulk form. He, I, he he can be a human. He has control over I his guess powers. It's a power thing, I guess. It's kind of creepy for a uh, bunch of teenagers. I mean, that like maybe Viv's bigger than Amadeus in regular form. She can be. She can she can change her shape, can't she? I'm, I'm assuming she can. She can transmute. So why can't she grow and, and shrink just like you know? I don't know. I it, don't know. It's I, weird. I don't know. I don't know. Anyway. Um, but uh, but still, but still, this whole this whole story, we're now fleshing out these characters yeah. that are going to work together. Well, the, a lot the, of them have their own single runs, but for right now, we're just getting them all fleshed together. The, the first thing I want to talk about is is the character traits here, because yeah. I really think that this story does a really good job of telling the tale of a teenager, and 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 very accurately in all these characters in their different facets. So so let's start with Kamala. Um, okay. One is her organization, right? Uh, she has taken over the leadership role. Definitely She's type a. very, yeah, absolute, 100% type A. She's very planned. She's got lists. She's doing a team building exercise. Uh, I also like that she addresses the whole wet blanket trope of, of, of the female character. There's so many stories where we do see the, the female character is busting up the fun. Like, like the stereotypical fat guy, hot wife sitcom. Where, where you have this this tubby comedian and this attractive woman so, who just constantly shits on his fun, which is him putting himself in mortal danger. So like Marge Simpson. Yeah. Mar- so like Lois Griffin. Yeah. So like Kevin James's wife on King of Queens. Exactly. So like the wife person on um, uh, The wife person on... Uh, yeah. Well, that's- so like Wil- Wilma Flintstone. Exactly. So, like, that's enough. Francine that, 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 Smith yes, and yes, American that, Dad. Yes, okay, exactly. sweet. Just checking. I'm just but, making sure we're getting our tropes right. But but that that does happen. That becomes the 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 storyline is is it kind of removes the it kind of removes the um, the responsibility from the male character. Like, oh, mm-hmm. he's stupid. It's fine. And then she becomes the wet blanket. Shit on his fun. But his fun is usually 
damaging to himself and or his family. So her as a character being the quote unquote strong female lead at this point in time, we show her being the, the kind of leader of this whole group in which, yeah, a lot of times you see that the female leader is often like the buzzkill of everyone. I mean, it's it's in well, it's in sitcom tropes. It's in everything else. It's been common. Even in comics right now, uh, Carol Danvers, the current Captain Marvel, the entire Civil War is just, well, we got to do things my way. I have a short haircut, which means I'm in control right now. Yeah, very, very let me speak to your manager kind of stereotype. Yes, very let me speak to your manager. Exactly. And it's, like, and that's, and that's just what we have to, yeah. that, that's just how it is. But, but Kamala's like, no, listen, like, I, I get it. I get this. We can go beyond this. We can have this thing be a good positive thing and continue to do with team building. Yeah. Um, moving on. I like Miles. Uh, he's a great support character. He shows his ability to be a good lieutenant to Kamala. Uh, he doesn't really do a whole lot in the issue. He kind of leads by example. Right. You know, which I, I think I think is a great a great place to put him. Um, he's also the most established character, so they really don't shine a big light on him. Mm-hmm. They kind of let his his personality development take a back seat, which I think is 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 a good use of him in this storyline. Uh, we well, have... it's a good use of the Spider-Man character because I, I don't think I can't recall uh, any iteration of the Avengers in which Spider-Man was the leader of the Avengers. He's not usually a leader. Right, and exactly. And it's not saying anything against P.V. Parks himself or Miles Morales or the Spider-Man trope, uh, the Spider-Man character overall, but he's always a good assist player. Hell, in Marvel vs. Capcom 2, he's a wonderful assist player. Yeah, so I I think he's used very well here. Don't shine too big of a light on him. He's got enough of a shine Mm -hmm. in the Marvel Universe. Uh, It's almost like his shine is big enough to be a supernova. Moving on to Sam Alexander. Yeah. Sam uh, is, is a nice balanced character. Like, he, he definitely has a, a responsibility to his power. Uh, he's confident, but he's not arrogant. Mm-hmm. He's immensely powerful. I, uh, Realistically, I, his, I, his power is, is very, very, very strong. Right. Compared to See, a lot I, of powers in the Marvel Universe. I don't universe. know anything about Nova as far as, like, you know, the obvious now super strength. Uh, the, the super, he, he's a super space cop. Super space guy. And he's choosing to hang out on Earth with, with regular people, you know. Okay. Um, but, you know, he, he's super pow- powerful, but he's not very demonstrated. I uh, I really can see, well, um, considering the fact that he and Viv had that little instance earlier, you can tell he was kind of digging on the Viv. Yeah, he, he has his little teenage moments, but he's not too show-offy. Well, I'm, well, I meant that in the sense that he was digging on the Viv. And then now that, you know, Cho went and, you know, for lack of a better term just stuck his tongue somewhere, you know, and whatnot with all of that Ugh. noise. I can really see Sam getting a lot of uh, animosity and angst coming up soon. Yeah, that, that might as, be. I'm, as far I'm as, curious like, you know, to see. The, um, uh, oh, uh, there's, there's a very Shakespearean, Othello-ish thing going on here, possibly. Yeah, I'm curious to see how that goes forward. Uh, but speaking of Amadeus, he is a huge douche. So much. D- all right, first of all, he, all right. He, if you look at him, he has a faux hawk. He does. Name he someone aside from Dak Shepard that's been good without a with a faux hawk. I got nothing. Exactly. Not even. I don't even think Dak Shepard had a faux hawk. I'm just trying to bring references. I, I don't know, know who Dak Shepard is. Is that the married the, to Kristen Bell, employee of the month? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, that guy. I, I don't know. But um, you know, he is this arrogant teenage boy stereotype. Douche. He's super smart and super strong. Add in the puberty levels of testosterone, and of course he's a huge douche. 
Right. But I think I think I, I like him. Like I don't like him, of but I you like would. I like the use of him. Because we all know that guy from high school. Again. Like we Hulk all know that guy. X body spray. Yeah, we all know that guy. So it's important to have him in this car- in this team of teenagers. Is you're going to have this super douche. Hulk's body, H U L X. Oh. That's really bad. They they're going to have like um uh well, actually, no. Everything I'm thinking of right now would be a really bad Kool-Aid flavor. Like, this is Gamma Grape. That's disgusting. But it does match the traditional purple Hulk shorts. Purple shorts, strawberry. Moving on to Viv, uh, I like the humanization of her. Yeah. I mean, uh, we haven't really delved with her as far as, like, you know, actually delving into her having emotions. Yeah. But she's being a very just good... She's being a good robot. Yeah, we we have we have the Wi-Fi password, mm-hmm. which is even androids can cry. We have her f- being the first person to side with Scott and getting him into the team, and we have her kiss. You know, it, it's definitely an effort to humanize the synthoid, mm-hmm. which I think is very important. Even e- she's even drawn more human-like in right. this. In in the in the first issue, she was very kind of robotic and angular, and in this one, she's got her hair up. She's got more teenage clothing like she, right. she looks more like a teenage kid she has this different colored skin and hair see i really just want to know how um viv herself is thought process like is she is she very vulcan like logic meet moop um this is the way the life is this is the way things are this is the logical way to go or is she delving more into like what how vision apparently wanted her to be more of a human more of a child being like meet moop there's logic but we need to take people's emotions into consideration at this point in time, too. I, I think she's trying to be much more human than her father ever tried to be. I can see. Well, you know, considering she's, you know, a, a, as the British like to yeah. say, snogging with uh, Cho. Yeah, I, I'm curious to your development, but I don't want to say it's the stereotypical teenage way, but the douchey jock usually gets the girl oh, he, oh so well, like it, it, it's it's that traditional uh again theme. going back to the uh john hughesian type of world we're dealing with right now that we're having fun with teenage superheroes my singing's gonna get better by the end of this no thing. it's Don't not it's not. champions 12 i'm gonna have a record deal i hope we're not going that far on champions supposed to be one arc how long is this arc davis uh dude i'm just throwing this out there the spider-man had like 700 issues before they called it quits yeah it was it was it was rough uh and then and then we have scott who uh i do i like the nobility of scott like he he's he's trying to atone for sins he hasn't committed which at one point in time i i say that a lot sorry folks i've been drinking a little bit but i say that a lot and at one time, you could see that being a good thing. Like, oh, he's Admiral. He's trying to do... <clears throat> he's not... He's trying to make it so the sins of the father do not become the sins of the son. In which, that's fine and all. I don't know that reference. Uh, that was me trying to do a, a, an okay Werner Herzog. Um, uh, and it comes from an episode of American Dad in which the entire thing is done as a play. And uh, the whole thing is about Stan's dad... Um, uh, not being there throughout his childhood, and you find out it's really Stan's fault. His dad got arrested to begin with, and the thing ends with a Werner Herzog mo- uh, soliloquy at the end, going as soon as he kills himself, and then the sins of the father are now the sins of the son. 
Lady, ma making the eternal strife of father to son, nobility, go on to the next generation. I'm still going to have to watch the episode to understand what Yeah, it's a solid about. episode. But, uh, yeah, but that's the whole, like, he's trying to atone for something that he hasn't done yet. It's very, um, well, developing Scott as a person. Completely mm -hmm. opposite of the way Scott grew up and developed as being yeah, like, it, it, my it, name it, is Scott. His current adult I'm a leader. My brother's a piece of shit. Yeah, it, 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 I, I do like how they are kind of trying to humanize him again because he got really douchey in the comics over time uh, to the point where he made out with Emma Frost on Jean Grey's tombstone. Yeah, it's kind of weird. And right now he's just being well, well, right now being, you know, death of X. He's just being he's just being a dick. Yeah. So anyway, um, talking again, about I'm sorry, mm -hmm. just this one one last time. 40s <laughs> it's it's just it it's <sighs> davis has done a number on this 40 I, ounce. I've, I've done i've done some damage to it but it's still not tasting any better i would imagine not mm. so anyway the uh the main themes of this one um i like the team building preparedness kind of uh what you call it narrative here right um a, because it's a really fun way to focus on uh, the importance of the team structure and who the team is. Like you know, you know, it, it's it's a nice tool to highlight mm -hmm. all these characters and and their their the personality traits, their powers, everything like that. But um, I also do like it because we don't see that a lot in the traditional hero teams that they are going against. Mm -hmm. Like I just read Avengers number one. You know, in the new Marvel now. Yeah. And in the Avengers number one came out the exact same week as Champions number two. They ask Hercules to join their team after one page. And they ask Spider-Man to join their team after 12 pages. Right. I mean, but but that's the thing. We're there's no there's no team building. There's no there's nothing. To, well, they're just like, you're strong and powerful. I like you. You come on. No, like Kamala is very focused on. No, we can't just be a bunch of powered people. Like we have right. to be a cohesive unit. And then you're dealing. And, but you're also dealing with people who've had this huge backstory throughout everything. I mean, Hercules is legitimately the reason why we have the cool story, bro. Meme. Yeah. Like he's been around forever. And which you're it's like, well, when you look at them, when the Avengers initially assembled, Iron Man had his own run. Thor had his own run. Captain America back from the dead. Hulk, all those people had their own individual runs of comics. We knew how they were as individuals, and then we had to see them grow into a team. We haven't seen that much of these people in their own individual runs of things. Mm -hmm. So we have to help build. We've already had that build and develop, so they're going to be growing as individuals and growing as a team during this whole thing. Yeah. I also really like the portrayal of teenagers here. Like, there's Accurate. usually a problem with... These older, predominantly white comic book creators yep. portraying teenagers, minorities, women, etc. Mm -hmm. um, and this one, it's it's a, it's an older white man, but mm -hmm. I do think he does a pretty good job of portraying the teenagers here. Oh, absolutely! Uh, he absolutely. does. He does the testosterone body spray, Amadeus. He does the the whole. I'm doing an adult thing, quote unquote, mm -hmm. which is very teenager. Like, oh, I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be a grown up. I don't need 
these, all these wise, smart grownups, I can be just as intelligent, which yeah. is I'm going to do team building exercises because I saw it in a movie where a bunch of adults did team building exercises. Adults are dumb. Yeah. And, and like it, it's, it's not a bad idea, but it's very like I didn't have this idea by myself. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Grownups are dumb. Exactly. Um, we also do the the getting sucked into their devices like they all mm-hmm. immediately look at their phones, which is a problem that I have as, as a an adult male. Like it's it's just a modern problem. You mean millennial? Um, yes. Yes. Yeah. I, I am a millennial. Ditto. Ditto. We also have the the altruism of uh, of of teenagers. Like you know, kids tend to have this very "I'm going to save the world" kind of attitude, and and adults tend to get very jaded as they get older. <laughs> yes, we do. You know. Yes, but, we do. But as a teenager, you're like, no, I'm gonna I'm gonna change the world. I'm gonna do, and, and they still have that kind of aspect about them. But it's not it's not shoved down your throat. It's very genuine. And then the romance. You put a bunch of kids in the woods together. No, no. And let, they let, always let, make let, out. Let's just not even throw kids in there. You throw a bunch of people that have crazy out-of-whack hormones compared to one of them having hormones filled with radiation. Yep. Uh, sorry, gamma radiation. One of them having hormones filled with radiated spider radiation. One of them going through this giant change of pterogenesis becoming an inhuman. So... Mm-hmm. Oh, your body's complete. Your body is literally completely different right now compared to one who is well. Nova, we'll, we'll give him the pass being the nerd on this one, and then a robot who's. I just want to know what it's like to be human. I want to find love, but you can't love when you only have circuits because they're cold. <laughs> My body runs on cold fusion. So I'm a reptile. Your body runs on liquor. <laughs> I don't drink the hard stuff, sir. Just beer. Just the malt. Yep. So anyway, um, let's get into the ratings. How did you like this issue, Davis? Well, <clears throat> so as of right now, I'm reading a bunch of uh, issue ones of a lot of things. Uh, just to going with, uh, not to deviate completely, but DC's Young Animals, I'm starting two of those right now, uh, and I've started a bunch of new things over the past couple of months. With that being said, this one, issue two, it was a good building issue. I thought things could have been a lot better with it, and I kind of still hope, I'm hoping they're not going towards the uh, CW series um, kind of feel for this whole thing with all the teenage angst and drama. So I'm giving this one a six. Really? Yeah. See, I, I think this is a very good moment to highlight how different we are. Absolutely. Because I know you loved the first issue. Oh, absolutely. I really didn't like the first mm-hmm. issue. And I loved this issue. Really? I really did. Folks, we have been holding back conversation for two weeks about this issue just we, so we it, can way, get way this more on acetate. two weeks because this is the third week of, of November now. Oh, shit. Yeah. yeah, there's five weeks this month, the third week. So we, we, this is, yeah, we, we've held back on since this came out. Um, I loved this issue. I loved the team building. I loved the representation of the teenagers i loved how pulled back this was how this was not a big we have to fight this guy the stakes of this meant no it was not all that nonsense it was just the team getting to know each other he the it was a great representation of how the team interacts with each other who they are what they are i had a great time with this issue 
I had cool. so much fun. This was the amount of fun I wanted to have with issue one. Okay. Which is why I tend to give my new runs two issues. Because by the second issue, I feel like you really should know, you know, what's going on. See, I always do three. Just so it's, it's, fair. it's the odd it's number. Fair. It's fair. Uh, I love this issue. I'm giving it a nine. Because it's, I'm, I'm not saying I'm tired of the, hey, here's the team. Here's what's going on. Oh no, a bet like like the the Power Ranger storyline, if you the will. The monster of the week. Yeah, yeah. Where where it's like, oh, here's the problem we're dealing with. Oh no. Monster shows up. Let's fight the monster. We can't do it in this form. Let's get more powerful. Yay, we beat the monster. You see how that monster tied into the issue we were previously dealing with? Yeah. Like I'm I'm not I I, I like when we're not doing that. And this is a refreshing take on that kind of like the characters and, and then the team. Well, what did you give issue one? I, I think it was a, a six, maybe. Right. Five? So so we're now equally tied when yeah. it comes to us having an aggregate score of like, what, seven and a half right now? 7.5 at this point. Seven and a half. So, yeah. So um, overall, this is still passing as yeah. far as grades wise. So anyway, looking okay. ahead, um, there is a teaser at the end for the, for the next issue, which is the team kind of in the middle of a crowd of teenagers. You know, we see the movement is growing, and there's a ton of speech bubbles of just people tweeting about the series. Now, we got the hashtag wrong. Yeah. It's not hashtag champions. It's hashtag Marvel champions. Mm -hmm. But I will contest, issue number one got the hashtag wrong because they wrote hashtag champions on the damn page. And I feel like this is just their way to pass off the fact that nobody thought to check hashtag champions before writing that in the issue. And then in the aftermath, they realized, oh... Hashtag Marvel Champions is trending much better than anything else. Let's grab that one. I mean, it kind of makes sense a little bit because because it's very vague. Well, there's a local strip club here called Visions. And if you type in hashtag <laughs> Visions, you're not getting a strip club. No, you're getting everyone being like, oh, man, my... Uh, my, my 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 pet hamster died three years ago, and then today I saw a tiny food bowl in the cloud. Hashtag visions. What? What? You were so on point this whole episode, and then you just <laughs> dove off a cliff because you were bored. Like, I don't understand where this comes from sometimes. You know, I don't understand a lot of things in my life, but you just kind of get over it, and you kind of deal with it. Very much like these Marvel's champions are dealing with their differences. That was a good save. Yeah, you're right. Okay. So, um, anyway, we'll be back next month mm-hmm. with champions number three. Hold on. Hold on. Davis is going to finish chugging his old English finish right this now. old English. He drank an entire 40-ounce for you, the listener, so appreciate it, and keep listening. That was. Oh, that hurt. That was gross. That hurt. That's gross. Davis, do you have anything else you want to add about the champions? I'm looking forward to the up and coming next uh, issues of this thing. I'm going to like it. But I really can't wait until we get the. uh, They've teased it in issue one. I just want Moon Girl and Devil Dino to get involved in one way, shape, or form because it's literally a tiny child with a dinosaur. How awesome is that? I, I don't know much about that one. Neither do I, but I, she's an I, inhuman that doesn't want to go through Terragenesis. Now, now, personally, I'm just excited to see where the arc is going. Like, what is going to be the climax of this arc? And, and I'm hoping we're going to get a little bit of a tease in number three, and we might get the climax of four, maybe the revolu- resolution in five or six. Or at least a villain. Yeah, at least something. Um, 
But anyway, I am definitely excited about this. I'm, I'm pleasantly surprised we picked it. I didn't think I was going to like it. But so far, I've been relatively positive on it. And uh, I'm excited to see where it's going. Ditto. Ditto. So anyway, this is going to be the, the end of our discussion. Uh, if you are looking to reach us, you can reach us at jacksoftradespodcast.com where you can hear all of our episodes. You can read our blog posts. I'm currently writing a weekly post called Weak Opinions. Uh, Davis came with that name because he thinks my opinions are garbage. Well, they're not gar. Well, you're just, garbage. I am garbage. And, and since they're your opinions, they're kind of garbage. They're weak. I have weak opinions, and I have them weekly. So it, it seems pertinent. Uh, where I am doing a little short review of a trade or an issue, just just something to kind of give you a story we wouldn't normally talk about on the the podcast. Uh, I'm also doing a monthly kind of making the cut podcast where I am either saying what I what was on the cusp of my dropping it, and then. Man, it saved itself because the the issue was great. Or this kind of stopped keeping me interested, so I'm dropping it. So, you know, if you want to kind of hear what I think is worth keeping on and worth dropping, and my opinion on that, we're going to keep going. Davis is also writing his own uh, posts. I randomly, well, uh, Mike has far... I have a far, lot more to far say. Far more discipline. No, I'm not going to say discipline. far more to say than I do. I just, no, I'm going to be, uh, personally, I'm going to be going through some old uh, some old comics that I have. Um, my first blog post was about me not having these final issues of some of these comics. So I'm going to go through some ones that I have the full range of, do a little retrospect on it. But I think I'm going to pony up the money and finally complete some of these series of comics that I'm missing one or two issues on and give you guys a full dossier on that, including one, which was Beta Ray Bill's God Hunter, hmm. in which it's just Beta Ray Bill going around and trying to stop Galactus. In the most horrific way possible. Well, I already talked to Mike about this, but it's and I'm only through issue two and he is already just just lost it completely. So anyway, you can also address us any questions, comments, suggestions. If you want to just reach out, uh, we are Jacks of Trades Podcast at gmail.com, Facebook.com slash Jacks Trades Pod, and on Instagram and Twitter at Jacks Trades Pod. Uh, I've been Mike. I'm Davis. We've been here with Greg Tilton of In-Depth Media. Even though he was very quiet this episode, but we appreciate his discipline for once. It's okay. We had him we had him talking about an hour ago. Yeah, you will hear him in the previous episode, so I don't know why I'm prefacing it because it will come out Actually, no, this will come out before, won't it? Yeah. Yes, this will actually come out before. So, if you're listening now and you want to hear Greg actually talk more, he'll be on our next episode of Jacks of Trees where we discuss Deadpool's The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly. Yes, it's tons of fun. We had a great time with Greg. I'm worried it's going to be very long, so please bear with us. I promise there's a lot of good stuff in there. It's just going to be long. <laughs> well, it's 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 a, it's a good seminal story. Seminal story? Yeah. Seminal? I, you, you, you. I'm putting words in your mouth. Putting semens in your mouth. Listen, <laughs> I came here to do something good, and then you just decide to just ejaculate all over the place. That's what I do. Exactly. Okay, anyway, thank you guys for listening. I'm Mike. I'm Davis. Have a good one. Adios.